Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post Atomic Incredible Hulk podcast with your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Covering episode 17, Alice in Disco Land. Hi, friends. We're back. This is one of them times where Matt's at my house. I am. That's that's not really relevant to anything. I no, just, but it, it's good for you to picture it. Yeah, picture you know. it in your mind. If you've never seen us before or mm-hmm. my house, uh-huh. then good luck with all that. <laughs> so I don't know what these guys look like. I don't nope. know what Al's basement looks like. I don't, I don't know what a microphone is. Sometimes people are like, wait, which one is Matt and which one is Al? Because we don't address each other by name. Nope. They have no way of knowing that. I appreciate that. I occasionally think to myself, maybe we should identify which voice is which, but also... Nah. We're 500 episodes yeah. of content deep at this point, and yeah. why start now? No, exactly. We are coming up on our 10th year anniversary uh-huh. of podcasting in general. I think we probably know what we're doing. Uh-huh. Or at least people have gotten on board with us not knowing what we're doing. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> now it's your problem. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> at some point, it ceases becoming our responsibility. <laughs> that is, is your problem. So this time, we watched another thing that I would say is not great eh, not great no but was fun at least for me i yeah. don't know if you felt the same way oh definitely like it was not quite as bad as the greatest american hero but it also wasn't like offensive and yep irritatingly incoherent the, the thing is i'm glad i've watched one episode of the incredible hulk and i will never watch another one no and I have seen many. Mm-hmm. This this show was deep in reruns when I was little, and there wasn't a whole lot else on. Yep. Like, if it wasn't cartoons, this was the next best thing. And it still wasn't very good, but yeah. it, was, it was something. And I can tell you, you've basically seen the series. Every episode unfolds like this. Yep. This, is just, this just happens to be the most funky one. It's... I originally, and I talked this through last week, I originally picked it just because of the title, because mm-hmm. it's called Alice in Disco Land. We're in like, what, 1978 or something, so this is like full-blown, uh-huh. every every Saturday show. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, every show did a fucking like, Saturday Night Fever like homage, and there is, what would you say, three or four full, like, you hear oh. a, a whole disco song in the club. They get into it, yeah. like... It's not they just, paid for is, the disco, and goddamn if you're not going to see all of it. Yeah, I would say we saw four full, like, full-length song-slash-dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it wasn't just set at the disco. It was all disco all the time, baby. It was set at the disco. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I liked that, but mm-hmm. then when I saw that it, it, one of the guest stars is Gul Dukat, him, his own self. Yes. It was delightful. There's nothing I enjoy quite so much as it. Day at the disco major and was like so this is 1978 mm-hmm. this is 15 years before the 1993 premiere of deep space nine yep he plays exactly the same guy he, and like the he looks the same too i mean like, you know you can see those eyes through the makeup yeah but we've seen him out of makeup in at least one episode yeah. of ds9 and yeah he looks a little craggier That's but like, basically the same i guess mark alamo's just always been kind of a scummy and he's he plays slimy, scummy. So like he had nothing to do in this, but yeah, he was still it was still him. Well, he locked a, he locked a guy in a basement. That was something. Well, let's 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 and talk tried about to murder it. a girl. So sorta for some reason for reasons that were not clear. Not entirely sure why my club isn't working. Maybe if I commit a few murders, that would help. Also, uh, on Twitter this week, uh, 
I, I mentioned Mark Alimo, uh, uh, our friend, um, uh, Mike Fahey yep. at Kotaku chimed in and said, uh, remember the Alimo? And then you said maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen you say on Twitter. You, you posted a picture of them hiding in uh, 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 Garrick's grandma's yep. basement and said, we're safe down here. He can't f- There's no basement in the Alimo. Very good. Thank you. Uh, so with that on your shoulders now, with you with you having to live up to the uh, reputation of being a very funny man, no pressure. Yeah, great. Please summarize Alice in Disco Land, won't you? All right. Meet Dr. Robert David Bruce Banner, currently on the run from a single reporter and the army. Is that a thing in this? I never watched the Hulk because it was boring. Anyway, Bruce Banner is currently working at a disco bar run by Gul Dukat until he can leave? I'm not clear what Bruce's deal really is in this show. I guess he just keeps moving. Anyway, while working, he espies Alice, the daughter of an old friend of his, rocking the Technicolor dance floor with the kid from that 70s show. Uh, the one that tried to kill, whose dad tried to kill Robocop. Anyway, Bruce gets a little worried about a 16-year-old getting wrapped up into the seedy underworld of disco and decides to call the police to have the place shut down. Nope, he calls the alcohol board to have the bar's license removed, I guess. Well, Gul Dukat isn't having any of that. He provided that alcohol for the good of the Bajoran people. So he stops serving booze for one night, which is just enough time for Alice to develop a bad case of the DTs, start ranting about Alice in Wonderland, and then hang off a giant bottle of booze on a billboard. Bruce tries to save her, but it turns out that he can't climb a simple staircase without tripping over 30 boxes, and then he turns into the Hulk. The Hulk saves Alice, mostly by moving in slow motion, growling, and arm-wrestling flonk. The next day, Alice decides to go to Alcoholics Anonymous with Bruce. AA is weirdly judgy, and so is Bruce, who watches smugly from the corner like so much Marla from Fight Club. Eventually, Alice admits that she has a problem and decides to try to get help. Her boyfriend, Mark Hamill, decides to celebrate by buying her a bottle of Jack and forcing her to the disco dance-off at the bar. Bruce gives her some advice about not letting your vices control you, and tells her it's a great idea to go back to that bar so that she can dance to a weirdly sloppy version of the sad Walking Away Incredible Hulk song. Which probably has a real name, but I used to watch Family Guy, so I don't know what it is. Meanwhile, in an effort to retake Deep Space Nine, Dukat ties up Bruce in the basement and goes to murder Alice. Luckily, Bruce has a plan. He bangs around uh, trying to break his chair, fails miserably, trips over 18 crates, and then turns into the Hulk. He then goes upstairs, breaks every bone in Dukat's body, and completely fails to get funky on the dance floor. What a ripoff. Later, Alice goes back to back to her emotionally distant mother. Her alcoholism apparently cured. Thanks, the Hulk. Okay, so a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what Bruce's deal is. Why didn't he call the police? Did you not listen to the opening thing? He is accused. Is he... He's accused of a murder he didn't commit. He's oh. on the run from the law. He's he's trying to escape. The law. That's well, why he, could, he can't call an, the cops. Well, he could anonymously call the cops. Yeah. Hey, but... this is not David Banner. Also, I don't know if you probably didn't notice because you didn't watch a lot of this show. Mm. Um, but looking over the the episode list, every single episode, mm. David Banner. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, uses a different alias that is David, almost exactly Banner. I'm <laughs> David Blanner. I'm David Banom. I'm David Banningston. Like. And the show went for like five seasons, and wow. just the the iterations of almost Banner got r- ridiculous. It's it's kind of I don't know if it was intentionally a joke, but it's kind of funny. This show might not be very good. It, okay, so you know this, and I know this. Like TV 
particularly in like the 70s and the 80s, mm-hmm. there was a whole genre of TV where a guy went from town to town solving guest star of the week's problems mm-hmm. and then leaving and never seeing any of them again. Yep. And that's the plot of every TV show. It, it was a lot. It really was a lot. And Amanda informs me that the uh, the, the smash hit Canadian show, The uh, Littlest Hobo. Ah, uh, yes, The Littlest Hobo. Followed that same basic uh, premise only with a dog instead yep. of a person. He was a dog that yeah. went from town to town helping people. But like there was like uh, uh, Highway to Heaven is the one that sticks out to me where he's like an angel trying to get back into heaven or something. And he goes from town to town solving people's problems. Like there's, there's so many like that, though. So... What I think is they got the license to the Hulk because uh-huh. Marvel Comics was still relatively young and pretty popular. Well, this like, was back in the only... This is when Stan Lee was busting his ass trying. His big dream was to get all Marvel characters movies. Yeah, basically. but but we're talking the 70s. Like these characters were maybe 10 years old at this yeah. point. And some people knew who they were, but mm. this was the step to get them into the, the yeah. you know, into the mainstream. And so they bought this show, but then they're like, "Oh, and this, there was a lot of this. Uh-huh. We don't want to. We don't want to like have a show with a big monster fighting another monster, or a, or a mad scientist, or any of the other things that the Hulk fights. So, instead, we'll make him a troubled guy wandering from town to town, and at two identical, identical points in every single episode, he will turn into the Hulk. At the ten minute mark and the fifty minute mark every week, and I know this because I've seen a bunch of them." It is like clockwork. When I was a kid, I would wander away because the Hulk parts were the interesting parts. Yeah. And I would know instinctively, well, now it's going to be 30 minutes of boring stuff, and then he's going to turn into the Hulk again. That's just how it worked. This is my problem with these shows. And I talked about this when we did Greatest American Hero. I hate that all they do is fight mobsters. It's so boring. It's like you spent your entire budget on painting Lou Ferrigno, and that can't be that much. He brings his own paint. <laughs> he, Okay, so... Well, the, first of all, there's the thing where they're ashamed to be what they are. Yup. It's like running a Star Trek podcast, but being ashamed of watching Star Trek. I, that's a crazy idea. Dude, that's weird. That's uh, that's bizarre. I don't know why anyone would ever do that. No, but um, it's it, it, you see a lot of that in this kind of thing. I, I saw this in every comic book adaptation I saw until I don't know the X Men movie, maybe. Yeah, basically. Like it, it, like that still goes on. That was one of Warner Brothers' early problems with like Superman. Was yeah, like, well, we don't want to put Superman in it. Well, then Superman's why are you gross. making a Superman movie? Because there's money to be made. But the money, oh god, the money is directly connected to that character, which is like this. No, because if we get Superman here, eventually he can fight Batman, and that's where the real money is <laughs> comes uh, from. Okay, but the thing, like, so. It's mostly about this sad guy running away from the law, and he turns into a monster. And look, Ferrigno was built. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that he wasn't. He's a he's a muscular guy. Uh huh. But he's not that big in terms yeah. of like like he could absolutely stuff me into a locker. Mm-hmm. But he could certainly beat Flunk in an arm wrestling oh, contest. Oh yeah, and that is a thing that actually happened, by the way. <laughs> there's there's not. I mean, it's Flunk's story to tell, but I don't think there's much of a story beyond. We were at a convention, and after hours in the bar, Lou Ferrigno came in and flunked just like, hey, through like elbow down on the table. Come on, man, let's go. That's how I pictured it. Uh-huh. I, this is like, to my eternal shame, I, I ducked out. It was like 10 at night, and I'm like, okay, I go to bed early. Sorry, guys, nothing's happening. I'm, I'm going to bed. Five minutes later, like my wife at the time come, comes back to the room later and says, dude, the minute you left, <laughs> this all happened. Like, oh, son of a... I can only assume that ended with him throwing Flunk out of a window through a through like a uh, 
like horrible plywood yeah. or like a balsa wood fucking wall. Yeah, he picks up Flonk. Right. It cuts to a picture of him holding like a Flonk dummy. Yeah. Of course. But the um what I'm what I'm saying is he's not a small guy, but he's not the Hulk. Like no. what you want is one of those giant like Andre the Giant types or one of the big wrestlers or mm-hmm. one of the big bodybuilders, like like a Schwarzenegger type who's just like not only muscular but also seven feet tall. Yeah. And you pointed out they did a lot of low angles to make him look taller because mm-hmm. he doesn't look that big. Yeah. Again, muscular, but not big. Like, Hulk means Hulk. Yeah. And he just, he seems like a bodybuilder who fell in some paint. Well, he, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm a huge Hulk guy. I've yeah. loved the Hulk since I was a kid. I've read the entire Peter David, like, 10-year yeah, run on his book. Mm-hmm. Um, And so when I watched this as a kid, like, it, everything about it is just a letdown. You know, yeah. it's just like... Here's a regular dude who's not fighting the abomination at all. I don't know that there was much sci-fi beyond the initial premise. I don't know that there was ever any other elements of... Yeah, right? Like... It's just him. That's it. And I don't know if that's a rights thing or just like a budget thing. No, I think it's a they want their show taken seriously thing. It's about a troubled guy. uh It's not about like... And that's the thing too is like, okay, if you want to do that, Mm. there's definitely a version of the Hulk. That is about a guy trying to get his shit together. And like the the uh, movie Avengers version of him yeah. was a bit like that, where the whole challenge for him was he doesn't want to be the Hulk. He wants to get his life back to normal and the Hulk has ruined his life. There's been comics versions like yeah, that, totally. too. And that would have been OK, but that's not what they did. Yeah. But that's what they kind of started. Like there's there's something there. And honestly, what I think is. There's one good idea in this version of the Hulk, mm-hmm. which is the reporter. Yeah. Uh, Jack McGee, who is... Everyone knows the quote, Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. That's like, that's been around for a million years. Everyone quotes it. Yeah. But he's like sort of proto-Mulder. Nobody nobody believes that there's this guy. Like, he shows up at at the site of all this wreckage. It's like, okay, tell me, tell the cop the story you told me. Come on, tell him. Well, I didn't see nothing. You told me you saw a big green monster. I didn't say that. God damn it! Every week with this crap. And it's a good idea. And again, it's not like the guy they cast is kind of bland and it's not. Everything about this show is kind of it's bland. pretty bland. But but it's a good idea and mm-hmm. it's survived. Like they've used it in better versions of the Hulk. Like that's the one thing I think they took away from this. Well, they've like we were talking about this the other, like earlier. Yeah. They car- this carried over. This is in the current uh, Immortal Hulk yes. comic, which is fucking great. It is. I heard it compared to Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing in that is like a complete redefinition but also true to the original and horror as hell. Yep. Like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's creepy as shit. I it's love very, it. It's very good. There's nothing like this show except no. that they took McGee and said, instead of a white dude, why don't we make it a young woman of color? But otherwise, she's a reporter who's trying to prove yeah. whatever. And it's the Marvel Universe. She's not trying to prove the Hulk exists because everyone fucking knows this that. just in. The Hulk exists. Which one? Yeah, we know. There's like eight of them. Yeah. That guy was a Hulk last week. <laughs> but, you know, it's... it's. I'm a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> but but talking of it being bland, this is kind of your bad thing. This yeah? is my problem with this show. Like, it's not bad, but it's such a nothing show. Like, Bruce isn't funny or interesting or fun to spend time with. He's not bad either. He's just boring. And I was about to like I was about to write that you know it's at least interesting when the Hulk shows up, but it's not. No, like the when show... I was a kid, I'd get excited about that, but it wasn't interesting. Like the the show doesn't ever get exciting. The Hulk just snarls and breaks plywood walls. There's no charm to this show. No, and there's no levity. Like I don't think there's one 
intentionally funny thing. Like we're talking about the Incredible Hulk for Christ's sakes here, and it's so earnest, you know, like yeah. everything is just like played out completely straight. No, and like I said, I one thing I definitely remember as a kid, this might have been the first time I became aware that sort of formula was a thing. I didn't yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but that every single episode basically followed the same pattern. Yeah. Because that's how it worked. And it often dealt with big, heavy issues. This definitely wasn't a one-off. Like, you know how we did those the episodes of Young Indie where it's like, well, the rest of the show can't possibly be yeah. like this. I'm pretty sure most episodes of this show dealt with some serious issue or another. <laughs> this week, the Hulk smashes drug abuse. The, the teen alcoholism thing. I, I What I do like. Okay, mm. so so Banner is on the run and he's trying to lay low. Also, he still has something of a life left, and he's checking in. Like, the reason... He actually had a reason. It's not random. Uh-huh. He was brought here was because this girl was his goddaughter. Uh-huh. Like, he actually has a connection to her, and he wants to make sure she's okay. He wants to watch from afar because he's on the run. Because he's the Hulk. But he wants to make sure she's all right, and that's actually not a bad reason to bring him to town. Yeah. But then it's like, she's an alcoholic, and the whole episode is about that? Yeah, but it's it, it's treated so ham-fistedly, too, you know? And like, it's... it's like the stakes okay the stakes are he needs to save this girl that he cares sure. about that's fine but then they also add the extra stakes of like gul ducat the club owner what he wants to Who like dressed exactly like leisure suit larry by the way <laughs> also he's balding in the same way uh-huh. he's got a similar face he looks very leisure suit yeah larry. um he he it's did, did he want to make her drunk again? Was it in his best interest to well, get her from like from what cares? I can tell, and this is convoluted as hell. Yeah. From what I could tell, she would only disco dance if she was drunk, and her disco dancing brought people into uh, the club. No, no, that actually tracks. That like, actually because during the disco craze, people would want to come see good dancers. That does make sense. I was watching it and I'm like, is this good disco dancing? I have no context for this. Okay, this is actually my good thing. Say what you will about the merits of disco, dude. At least it's an aesthetic. <laughs> I felt like I was watching the video for the Beastie Boys Hey Ladies the entire time, and I love that video. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I like the music. I like the light head floor. I like the mirrored ball. And God help me, I like the clothes. Basically everything but the actual dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this right now. Dancing on a disco floor looks fun as shit. Yeah. No, and the, and the video I'm talking about, which if you like this kind of thing, was like a goof on that stuff, and it is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a shot, and I know these were real. There's a shot of, I, I don't know, Mike D, one of the guys, uh, wearing giant platform shoes, and in the platform is uh, two fish bowls. Uh-huh. So there's fish. It's fish shoes, basically. <laughs> oh, s- <laughs> so absurd. And that was, like, the whole aesthetic of the giant collars and the, the open chests with the chains and all of that bullshit is ugly as hell, but something about oh, it I love. The whole aesthetic rocks, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's ugly, but somehow it works. Yeah. And... We spent a lot of time in that disco, and I had a lot of time to look around at it. And, like, they did a decent job. They had, there were a lot of extended disco sequences, but each one had its own song. Yeah. Like, they, it, it didn't feel like, oh, this is a public domain. Like, they found, they sounded like disco songs. And they had, like, DJ, and, like, it, it all seemed, yep. like, not like a watered-down TV version of it, but the actual thing, which was pretty cool. Yeah, the the creators of the show were clearly passionate about disco and wanted to work it into their television program. Then why the fuck didn't the Hulk dance? That's the question. That's my bad thing. And that's that's the problem with this entire show. Like, there's it a, takes itself too seriously. It, it, after he after he clearly beats the ever-loving crap out of Gul Dukat, who's got it coming? And rightly so. Yeah. 
he steps out onto the onto the 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 dance floor and everyone backs up afraid of him right and i'm just like here it comes mm-hmm. he's going to dance and it's going to be amazing nope he just growls the disco ball smashes and he runs away uh-huh. he fucking Kool-Aid man's right out of there and, and i mean that was his move that was his only move that and picking up a thing that is obviously a fake version like you pointed out mm-hmm. there's there's a gif that's been making the rounds since the internet existed of him throwing a very fake looking bear oh that is part of my favorite gif in the world Oh, where he was pick- it edited together with something yes. else? Yes, he picks up the bear. He picks up the bear and throws it, and then it cuts to that scene in the Princess Bride where Wesley gets hit with a rat of unusual size. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Kind you of want thing. one of those things that make like where I will laugh for twenty straight minutes? Mm-hmm. Oh, like it makes it. me happy. I, you know, I didn't actually expect him to dance, but man, that would have been great. I'm picturing it so perfectly in the fucking like the well, white the white suit and everything. What I'm amazing. What I'm picturing and probably you are too is the twisted toy fair version of the Hulk. Yes. On the disc on the disco floor they actually built for um uh Professor X for that joke about uh, the two things he loves are his full head of hair and his working legs. <laughs> one of their best jokes. Oh god. But like and they, you pointed this out in your summary. They literally did a disco arrangement of of the theme song. Yeah, it's like there's a part where it's like I dug that. I would pay money for the single version of that that didn't have a bunch of dialogue. Yep. Over it. Like it, I, I enjoyed that legit. Like because it's a good melody mm-hmm. and they used it for some. I don't. I, I like that. Well, th- here's the thing too. That was play that the sad walking away song is playing through mm-hmm. the entire episode basically. Yeah. And I keep hearing I'm like. This sounds super familiar. Why does this sound familiar to me? Because of Family Guy? No, it's not that even. I turned to Mal and I'm like, this song's from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Is it? Yeah. And then beat, beat, beat. It's from a song called Superheroes. Beat, beat, beat. Oh. Ah. So it's it's a reference. Yeah. As far as like, because Rocky Horror came out in the 80s, I think. Mm, Late 70s, but I think it would have been after the show had already started. I'm going to look that up. But they both have that. I've done a lot. God knows I've tried. Oh, is there is there lyrics to that? Yeah. Oh no, Rocky Horror predates the Incredible oh. Show, 1975. Well, I don't know what to fucking tell you then. Yeah, I know I that song was, was cut originally. From I thought them. it was late 70s, but or maybe they bought the song. Like weird shit happens. If like, anybody knows, I'm really interested now. We could just Google it. Nah. People tell us things. Uh huh. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what are you talking uh-huh. about? This was very interesting to me at. Uh, 1237 on on friday but now what are you talking about i've moved on yes my real bad thing though and you also pointed this out in your summary is uh for aa meetings are supposed to be non-judgmental right like alice says she likes drinking which you know is how a lot of addicts start because they enjoy the thing they become addicted to that's Mm -hmm. that's how that's what gets you hooked into the addiction yeah and then the, the 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 disease the the chemical weakness in you I know you're not supposed to call it a weakness. You know what I mean. Yeah, no. Like, takes over. But the initial hook that gets you in in the first place is, this feels good. I like this. Yeah. And they all yell at her? Yeah, it's it's the most judgmental AA room I've ever seen. And what she said was not that crazy. No. I drink because I like it. Yeah. yeah. Boo! Well, yeah. Just like a lot of people who start smoking do it because it looks cool. Yeah. And then, oh, fuck. Right. Nicotine is very addictive. Uh-huh. Whoops. It's it was just wow. It's just it, really baffling, especially for like a sixteen year old girl at her first meeting ever, and they just yeah. they turn on her in like a second. Yeah, what's to keep her there? Yeah, like she was going there as a favor to you know 
Well, I was going to say the Hulk was making sure she couldn't escape, but there were no boxes for him to trip over to turn into the Hulk. Well, let's so. talk about that. This is this is your good thing, apparently? Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Okay. Like, so the two times Bruce turns into the Hulk. No, David. Oh, excuse me. The two times Bruce turns into the Hulk. <laughs> like, the first time it, it's she's, uh, Alice is up on, like, this sign sort of mm-hmm. hanging off, and she's having, like, a bad DT's hallucination or something. She's having a bad acid flashback that is what it is. somehow is supposed to be, yeah, I don't know. And, like, and fine, okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, and so he's running up this abandoned building to get to her, and he keeps tripping over, like, boxes, and one of the stairs caves in well, and stuff. Well, okay, I, I I get why you think that's funny, and it is. It, it's, to me, it's funnier in the second time. Mm-hmm. The first time I actually got it. Uh-huh. He fell, hurt his leg, then he couldn't get up the stairs with his hurt leg. He's super stressed because this woman's, th- this girl that he knows that he grew up with is about yeah. to kill herself, and he can't do anything about it. That one I got. Mm-hmm. The second one in the basement where he just falls on some boxes and turns into the Hulk. That one I didn't get. But the stress of wanting to save a life and being yeah. helpless to do it, that I actually get triggering the Hulk thing. My my point, though, is that in nowhere in the show does it ever feel like, don't make me angry, you wouldn't like me. No, when neither I'm, case is him being angry. When I'm angry. Like, there's a part where Gold Ducat's got him tied to a chair and he's, like, hitting him and stuff. And I'm just waiting for, like, him to turn into the Hulk. Wouldn't the, but there's no boxes to trip over. Wouldn't the point where he grabs his arms and shoves them behind his back to tie him, wouldn't that be enough? You'd think, right? But no, like, it literally feels like in this show, don't show me some boxes, Mr. <laughs> McGee. You wouldn't like me when I trip over boxes. No, it, it's, it's very stupid, and it is supposed to be when he gets angry. That's the whole point. Like, I don't know. Like I said, the first one, I could kind of give it a pass, mm-hmm. because... He really wanted to save her yeah. life, and he was helpless. And I get it. He's stressed out. And, oh, what can I do? I'm so angry at myself. Oh, I'm angry at myself. Uh-oh. Time to be the Hulk. <laughs> but the second time, what the dun, fuck? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. No, like, the whole scene, he's in the chair, and he's trying to break out of it, which he does mm. by smashing into a table repeatedly. Yeah. And then he stumbles across the room, bangs his head on a door, sees the, the window that he can crawl out of if he just crawls up some boxes, Climbs up the boxes, falls off of them into a bunch of, into a bunch of boxes of alcohol, and at this point, it's like a Keystone Cops. Uh, no, if if you've seen an like an internet video of a cat trying to climb up a pile of something and the pile falls yep. and the cat is still trying to like <laughs> desperately like uh, flailing its limbs trying to stay up, it, Hulk, it's like that. It's a ah, yeah. Hulk ain't looking stupid. <laughs> Well, buddy, I uh-huh. got a couple more pieces of bad news I'm for you. Put a shirt on just to start. So let's talk about the David and Bruce. Thing. Uh-huh. Oh, this is So fucking... the the original version of the character from mm. the comics from 1962 or 63 something like that on mm-hmm. was Bruce Banner. He's, yep. a, he's a scientist who got Except for briefly of... in like the third or fourth issue when they forgot and called him Robert Banner for two episodes. Well, there's a or for uh, two issues. But he also was gray once and uh-huh. then someone went back Peter David went back and said, "Oh, no, he was gray on purpose." Yep. Like you, you can you can make that work. But um like that was his name from the beginning mm-hmm. and he got caught in a gamma explosion. And in this it's, he's doing an experiment like on himself with gamma radiation to, uh, what is it? Un- unlock this, the potential that exists in everyone or something like, like they say it in the opening, yeah. in the opening narration. Like, uh, he wants to tap into the, 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 the dark. And that's actually not a bad. Yeah. When you, when the Hulk comes from your desire to, to tap into that, to, to, to harness your inner strength. And then it turns into something terrible. I think it like 
it was it was like about the mother being able to like lift the car that her kids trapped under. I remember. The yeah, that, there's that a version like, of it where yeah. it's like that. It might have been the Ang Lee version or something yeah, where he was like that. But uh, and his name was Bruce Banner. Yeah. And so they changed the one the one thing with the the bomb, and that actually yeah. makes sense. He's a scientist experimenting on himself. That's mm-hmm. a classic comic book thing. Like that's a million yep. origins start with a scientist like locking the door and doing the experiment on himself, and it goes bad. Think I'm crazy, eh? I'll show them all. And there's some heroes that turned out like that. Sure. Too. But but then for TV, they also decide that his name should not be Bruce because it's the 70s and Bruce is gay. It's a gay name. Gay men are named Bruce. And I can't think... Of, I mean, I'm sure that was probably a thing. Uh-huh. I can't think of a famous example of a famous Bruce who was gay. Yeah. Openly. Like, like I've heard this story for yeah. years and years and years, yeah. and it always baffles me. Like, what? Yeah. So now he's David. Batman's name is Bruce for crying out loud. Like I didn't even think about that. You're right. Do you think Batman's gay? Well, sometimes. I mean, that was what the whole fucking uh, yeah Wortham thing yeah. was about. But you know, also, well, you know, it's, it's the just 70s, it's so. dumb. It's very dumb. It's a gay panic at the disco. Yeah. is what it is. <laughs> that was right off the cuff. That was too. great. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't plan that one. Uh, no, that's it's super stupid. Uh huh. And. But again, I don't completely hate the setup of him. Like, they think he killed somebody, but he mm-hmm. didn't. So he had to fake his own death, and he's on the run until he can get this Hulk shit yeah. under control. But it's it's not it's not a bad premise. Like, I no, I and, pitched that show, but and like the only other regular on the show is the reporter who's desperately trying to prove yeah. that he exists, and I like that. But like, but that's it. And everything they do is boring. And I wanted to like the guy who played him. Mm-hmm. He's got this intensity about him that I think would work in a better thing. But the fact is that Banner's supposed to be the meek one, and the Hulk is supposed to be, like, the intensity feels out of place. Just like, mm. Like, yeah, he could play like a, I don't know, like a good Romulan or yeah. something. Like, he's got that that presence that, like, he definitely fills up a room when he wants to. I but, gotta do something about this guy. But he's also on the run from the law and trying to be inconspicuous, and it just he's, he's like the wrong guy in the yeah. role for me. Like, he seemed like a good actor, but just the wrong, yeah. the wrong guy for the part. Like, Bruce Banner shouldn't feel like he could beat you up. No, I, I, it wasn't exactly that, but it definitely felt like he could verbally intimidate. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if the guy if the guy got mad and didn't turn into the Hulk, like I could still find him threatening. Yeah, you know exactly. But eh, what are you gonna do? Uh, so what else? Just not a very good commando name. Oh, there's a there's a there's a. This is the thing, and we'll probably run into this again watching these old TV shows. Mm. There's this weird uh, tendency, I want to say it started in like the mid-70s through like the 80s, of a TV show showing you a completely out-of-context scene from the episode you're about to watch. Oh, yeah! And then you watch the episode, it's like, I'm about to, like, it's a preview for a thing I'm already going to see, but it's also not a trailer, it's not cut together to tease me, it's just... A scene. Yeah, I, I've talked. We've talked about this before. Fucking Rockford does this all the time. So does Murder She Wrote. Like, I don't know that we have talked about this before. We probably haven't covered a show that's done this. No. Okay. Well, like shows you've watched on your own have, but for for Pa, I don't think we've run into this. It's like it's like the show has a trailer f- for what not, the episode is going to be. But about. But it's not a trailer. That's the thing. A trailer is meant like a good trailer is meant to entice you with some details mm-hmm. that invite you in. This dumps you into minute 45 of 50 and expects you to understand yeah. what's going Like, And I think the goal is to say, well, what could this be? I better watch to find out. But it's so jarring and out of context. Stay tuned. There's only three other things on. Well, at the time, that is that is correct. Just That's don't good. turn off the TV and go read a book. 
Speaking of a book. Uh-huh. Boy, I love it when things constantly quote Alice in oh, Wonderland. Oh, it's your favorite thing in the world. We've oh, we've talked about this in a Star Trek context recently. Mm-hmm. I don't care for it. Pick another book. Also, I think, like, we do this all the time with Star Trek, but I do it with other things also. I, I in, immediately on the spot in my head, I think of a better version of it that I could have done. Uh-huh. You make the kid's book that she's got. And th- that's the whole thing is like he was yeah. her godfather for about five minutes yeah. before she ran away. And s- they have this bonding moment where he reads Alice in Wonderland yeah. to her. And so it really stuck with her. And she quotes it. That could be OK if this would have been my rewrite. If the book in question was something that involved a big monster misunderstood creature type mm-hmm. that she could then connect to the Hulk and feel weirdly not scared of him where everyone else is because this book from her childhood like make it make it tie into what's going on man well but that would also involve the hulk being on screen for more than five seconds at a time he does save her from her suicide attempt and he does carry her off to safety Mm -hmm. that's the scene that i'm talking where she could have like she wasn't scared because she was supposed to be sort of like whacked out or whatever yeah but it could have been an interesting extra layer if this kid's book she was remembering made her weirdly connect to this monster that's saving her life. That could have been a nice moment. Yeah. Give it, like, it's already there. One draft could have fixed that, but nah, why? she's like, oh, I'm freaking out, man. You like people do when they're drunk or haven't been drunk for a minute. Yeah, when you haven't had a drink in I don't know, because I have not experienced that. I don't know that I've had anyone in my life who's gone through that Mm -hmm. or at least talked to me about it. Like, I don't know what it's like. Maybe it is, but I don't think that it is. I saw in your notes you said this feels like it should be about cocaine. Yeah. It should definitely have been about a harder drug than alcohol for sure. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you could, like, you could have done that back then, though. Like, Uh, I think maybe. Could you say cocaine specifically, or would it have to have been just drugs? It might have just been drugs, but even that. Like, I always think about the the issue of Spider-Man where... uh, where Harry Osborn gets addicted to drugs. There's there's a lot of that from particularly my childhood. I think by the time you were growing up in the 90s, they could be a little more specific. Oh, yeah. Well, then we had, like, specific comics with covers by Todd McFarlane about well, Spider-Man yeah. fighting the dangers of heroin. But I think I seem to remember shows from the 70s at least showing needles involved occasionally. Like, there was a little bit. You might not have been able to be real specific, but you could, you could understand that they're, well, they're putting a needle in themselves. Mm-hmm. That's probably not good. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, that's I, how, you do, how you do. You inject pot. I don't know. You don't inject pot, Al. Don't let anyone inject you with pot. The the one time I have put marijuana into my body, I absorbed it under my tongue as a, in, in like a banaca breath spray. <laughs> so I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have still never smoked a joint, and uh-huh. yet I have, exp- like I have I had marijuana, but I had it in the form of a... <laughs> oh, that's one way to do it. That's I. It was to sleep. Certainly not any way I've tried, but uh, it's because it's legal in Washington. Sure. It comes in all kinds of wacky forms, and uh, I was looking for a way to get better sleep. And I asked my shrink. I said straight up, "I'm having trouble sleeping. Would weed help?" And he's like, "Yeah, it might. You should get it like this, and uh-huh. you should take it like this." It didn't work, but <laughs> that's another story. Uh, what else? I mean, that's about all I have. Oh, so at the AA meeting. Mm-hmm. There's this woman. She's like, how old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm 26. She's still kind of pretty. Uh-huh. Oh, no, 26, and she looks 30. 
Oh. Alcohol ruined my life. Did it? I'm 35 years old. Because you're still TV pretty. Uh-huh. Like, you're not hagged out or... You don't have like welts on your face. You don't. Your hair's not falling out. Like you, just a crypt keeper. She just looks like a like a pretty woman welcome, on TV in the seventies. Welcome to Alcohol Anonymous, boils and ghouls. Like maybe they didn't put the final touches of makeup on her or something. But yeah, like, I. Oh, behold the ravages of age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, I was actually surprised. Speaking of the A thing. I was surprised that um, the uh, the the addiction is a disease uh, thinking was mm-hmm. around then. Oh like, yeah, I thought that was a more recent yeah development. Honestly, just having Alcoholics Anonymous show up well, surprised me. No, that that it showed up a lot in these kinds of things. Yeah, all right. But but I was surprised. Like I didn't think the mentality was mainstream yet. Uh-huh. Thinking of addiction as a disease, and I was like actually legit. Like wow, they're talking about this. Seriously. In in some way that we would kind of talk about it now. Yeah. It's not just that like that that like seventies and eighties and nineties view of addiction where it's just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, no, at least you saw her say no. Yeah. Also the the only other big note that I had was that um uh, Mark Alimo, who again wasn't in it very much, it was yeah. a little disappointing. He was a sleazy motherfucker, but yes. he was barely in it. He wasn't like the main guest star. He was the, the sub. Like Alice was. Well, the I main. mean, it was like the third. Yeah. Like his whole deal was like the third thing that was happening. Yeah. But uh, he kept referring to Alice as Alice. Like Alice. Oh. Like he's got this weird vowel shift thing that always made it hard for us to do his voice. And it was there from the beginning. <clears throat> Hello, Alice. Like, no, it's not Alice. That's a, that's a different name. Somebody get Alice a Coke. No, it's it's Alice. <laughs> ah an ass sound um that's about all i Hans, have Bobby. <laughs> what about you i think that's it. oh okay so the one of the things that really drove me nuts with this was like so alice finally decided like she's gonna she's gonna quit drinking and everything mm-hmm. and her first day sober um uh her boyfriend comes back he's like we gotta enter the we gotta enter the disco contest we gotta mm-hmm. win the disco contest Gonna be gonna get five hundred dollars. Yeah, Mitch feathered hair. Yeah, and she's like, I don't want to go to a bar. I'm just quit drinking yeah. alcohol. I don't want to be tempted. That's my whole yeah. deal. I don't. I like. I have no willpower when it comes to booze. It's like, well, you suck. And then Bruce comes in and he's all like, Well, listen, you can't let like just because you have just because you're an alcoholic doesn't mean it's gonna change everything in your life. You go into that bar and you dance. You know, I think if you're on. Month six of your recovery, yeah. you got your six month chip. Maybe that's the time to have that conversation. You can't let this rule your life. Get back on the horse. Do get it, back to yeah. dancing, but not the next day. No. Also, she's sixteen. She has no business in there anyway. Yeah, right. Like at all. So, <sighs> eh, what are you gonna do? Nothing. Yes. Still, this was not an unenjoyable experience. No, this is uh, this this is one of the better ones we've watched so far. It's, if it, if they're going to be bad, I want them to be amusingly bad. Yeah. And I, I have no interest in seeing this show ever again. I, like I say, I watched a bunch of it as a kid, but... Yeah, I'm good now. Thanks. kind of fun. Um, and actually seeing what you have uh, planned for next week, I'm hoping the streak continues. Yes. We'll, we'll see. First, uh, you got a quote? I do enjoy uh, listening to it. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. You were... You were delighted by this quote. Yep. Because, uh, and, and you're not going to be able to hear this, 
Uh, it's someone saying, oh, no, the bar. It's it's Mar- it's Marco Lemo. As the Hulk tears up his bar, the Hulk goes to rip the bar out of the wall and throw it at someone. And Marco Lemo goes, oh, no, not the bar. And it's, it is funny. And probably your sound system was, was such that you could hear. So. Yeah. So you probably heard it better. Yeah. But like. Listen to it two or three times, maybe, and, and you'll be able to uh-huh. make that out. But it's, it's not, like, because there's so much. The sound mix is, is not great for, for dialogue. No. Okay, so what do you got for next time? Uh, next week, we're watching Alien Nation from the 80s. I was I was very surprised because I was like, well, that's great, but that's from the 90s. And I looked it up. I was like, no, 1989. Yep. You squeaked in. Good. Yeah, I did my homework. Good. I am uh, I am excited because I have a memory of liking this show. So. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a good thing. Uh, the episode is the first cigar. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime. Why did you pick the first cigar? I looked up Just a list of, of uh, uh, best episodes of Alien Nation, oh, okay. and that one looked interesting. All right, I didn't know if you were picking them because the the title sounded dumb. Nope, everything like all the ones I've done, all the ones I've picked, like I've looked up lists and stuff. Mm. What's good? That is that is not my strategy, but mm-hmm. that is why you are picking them and I'm picking them. Uh-huh. We don't have to have the same strategy. Yeah. All right, so yeah, for next week, Alien Nation, first yeah. cigar. So uh, dig it up if you like to follow along with us or go in cold. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. See you, folks. Well, no. All oh, right. No, I got to do the plugs first, <laughs> man. Come back, folks. Shit. Uh, and I'm not facing the right way, so I'm going to have to do this by memory. Let's see. The email address, postatomicore at gmail. The website, postatomicore.com. The Tumblr, postatomicore.tumblr.com. We're on Twitter, at Algar, at RobotMatt. Please check out Endeavor, USS Endeavor. Please give to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Algar. And that's... See you, folks. The Postatomic Incredible Hulk podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar, Watt, and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.